Welcome to the channel Tribe. This episode is a part of our webinar series Tribecast. In this episode, we are having Ajay Balamuru Gadas talking on the topic 8 things testers believe in and are useless. So once again, uh, the link to the PPT is uh, at the top http bit.ly slash triple t aj webinar i'll paste it in the comments also so that is the slide deck uh, we will go through at least for me as a reference highlight it good um, it's 10 pm and uh, i think uh, we should start so thanks uh, once again for joining the webinar and uh, you are actually giving a part of your life to this webinar. Uh, so thank you very much. And as you can see in the PPT, I'll just quickly walk you through all those slides, maybe within one or two minutes. Uh, and then you can decide whether to stay or if you feel yeah, I know most of this or I'm not interested in this. Uh, so you need not waste a whole hour of your life, right? It is better to waste maybe one or two minutes rather than the whole 60 minutes. Um, so the second slide talks about what is this webinar all about? What am I trying to do here? So it says eight software testing practices or thoughts. I want to uh, convey my opinion, my thoughts about those. Uh, it could be different from yours, which is fair enough. Uh, and I will also not just complain about those, but also give the alternatives, what I think. Uh, and then finally, uh, the story behind this topic. It also gives us an opportunity to discuss on these topics, debate. Let's debate the next day. Uh, I'm not uh, someone who is awake after 9.30 usually. Okay, so the first thought is take decision. Uh, solely based on the bug bug count, which many people do. Uh, if there are X number of bugs, then we will not release this product and things like that. So how do we deal with that? Slide four talks about uh, don't compare or don't count bugs. It's like ideas or kisses. You can't count them. Each kiss is different. Each idea is different. Uh, then the next thought is uh, what is the ideal dev to tester ratio? Uh, it's been going around in different companies, different teams. Um, so I'll talk about that. Uh, then the third thought is about uh, pass pass percentage. It should have been test case pass percentage or test suite pass percentage. Again, if it meets X number, uh, X percent, then we are good to go uh, or not good to go, things like that. Then um, thought number four is automation is superior to manual. If I am able to do automation compared to a tester who is not able to do or who is not able to use a particular tool, uh, I should be paid more. Uh, I know more than that person and things like that. Uh, slide number 11, technical means ability to code. If you can code, you are technical. If you cannot code, you are not technical. Uh, that thought, how do I counter that? Thought number six, who earns more? Uh, dev or QA? And most of the testers feel that uh, developers earn more than test testers. Um, slide number 15, thought number seven, X will replace testing. Uh, at first I wrote AI and machine learning will replace testing. Then I thought about it. Uh, oh, we have been talking or we have been using this pattern for quite some time now. Uh, it has become a pattern. Uh, automation will replace testing. Oh, now we have agile. Everyone is a tester. Everyone is a developer. DevOps doesn't even talk about testers. Uh, AI and machine learning will definitely remove all testers, uh, things like that. So how do we... Uh, how do we approach that thought? Uh, then thought number eight, the last thought. Uh, I kept on thinking which which particular thought to pinpoint. Then I realized maybe I should club all the points uh, which I'm thinking and then make it into one thought. So multiple other thoughts combined into one. There's no future for testing. Testing is easy. If I learn this tool, my life is set. 
management listens only to developers they don't call us for uh, meetings uh, other than the sprint meetings um, and then i need to do the certification uh, everyone else is doing it so i need to do it or else i'll be lost then finally a uh, slide number 18 about me uh, and uh, 50% off on my latest book uh, slide 19 slide 20 credits for the various pictures images used um can we view the slides uh, yes watsala narayan bit.ly slash triple t aj webinar is the link hi sharath hi ashwin okay good so if anyone of you has any questions right now yes we'll take it for like 30 seconds if there are no questions then we'll move on so that is the uh, summary summary of what i'm going to uh, highlight in this webinar uh, so i don't want you to spend the whole 60 minutes and then say yeah maybe it was not useful right so here it is eight thoughts alternatives to eight uh, to those eight thoughts you anyways have the ppt um, i'm going to add just few more points around those bullet points um, and then uh, we'll take questions i think i'll keep around 15 minutes for it so it's 10 fine now so we'll wrap around 10:45 and then uh, we'll take up the questions at 10:45 hi sujit hi rahul Hi Ashwin. Hi Savita. Yes, once again, the link to the PPT is at right at the top. Bit.ly/slash/tripletyajwebinar. And uh, let's get started with slide two. What's in it for me? Uh, as I mentioned, eight different software testing thoughts. Um, and uh, the idea behind this webinar, uh, I would like to thank uh, Josly. um who who is uh, uh a software testing manager lead working in mumbai and uh, is a big contributor to test tribe so he came up with this question in uh, the test away whatsapp group called uh, what is the ideal uh, dev to sdet ratio uh, how many sdet should i hire uh and uh, immediately my thoughts were on the lines of there is no ratio a no one knows your context better than you and no one knows what you are expecting from the estate or what is the role of the estate in that particular team better than you so asking this question in a group uh triggered the thought that oh Jostly is not alone. Many people ask this question, and many people seem to have an answer for this question. Like, okay, four is to one, or eight is to three. From where do they get this ratio? I don't know. Maybe previous projects. Maybe they know in and out of a specific context and a specific project, and they are suggesting based on that context and that project. But as a generic rule, uh, so at that time uh, in the chat, I replied to Jostly that. Hey, look! I don't think there's a any standard ratio. So how many do I hire? Uh, hire one maybe, and then see if it works out. If it doesn't work out, you stop or fire, um, or use the SDET for some other purpose. If it works out, and if you need more, hire more. As simple as that. Uh, at least to me. Uh, so then I thought, if what if we create? What if we think on? similar lines and what are the other questions people usually ask testers strongly believe in uh, but then somehow they are useless without more context uh, somehow they are outdated and then i came up with this list um, so which i already shared in the ppt uh, so let's go on to the first thought it's um, take decisions solely based on the bug count one of the key deliverables of a testing team or a tester is bugs most of the uh, teams it is bugs uh, unless in some rare cases where the tester is coding and just coding right um, 
So whether to release a particular build, a product, uh, the yes or no decision, the go or no go decision is mostly based on the bug count. So people say, uh, people ask, how many bugs are open? Oh, uh, X number of bugs are open. Oh, we can definitely not release. We cannot release this product uh, because there are so many bugs open. That so many is again qualitative. Uh, so many is again um, highly dependent on that particular build. You never know what feature is going in that build. Uh, so all these questions need to be answered by thinking about that particular context, uh, by thinking about uh, other parameters, like what is the feature we are releasing? Is that uh, already in market and we are just revamping or um, not revamp, revamp is not word. We are just uh, adding one or two small features or it's a total revamp. It's a UI revamp or a functional refactoring and stuff like that, right? Based on that, uh, the bugs count might vary. Now, if you don't have enough testers or if you don't have enough developers to code properly, uh, maybe the bug count is high because of that. Maybe it was always tested by just one tester and now you have an army of say five testers. And so the bugs are different. I mean, uh, the bugs are more. Uh, maybe it was always blocked because of one feature and now uh, that bug got fixed and it opened the whole application for testing this week. And so the bugs are more. So you never know. If I keep saying, okay, uh, there are 18 open bugs. 18 open bugs of what kind? Uh, on which particular feature, a particular feature or module which is not used by majority of testers, which we have decided not to fix compared to uh, the feature which got built in that particular sprint and is going to be live uh, this weekend. So there's a big difference. So, so my suggestion is don't just take a decision based on the bug count. Uh, understand the story behind the bug. Bug is anyways a relationship between a, a a person and a product, right? Uh, so without understanding the story behind a number, don't trust a number. Numbers can lie. Uh, numbers can unintentionally lie. Numbers can unintentionally misguide. Um, and uh, beware of the outliers, right? I'm not saying outliers is bad. What I'm saying is if you don't pay attention to the outliers, that might be bad. Right, so things like that. Um, huh. And uh, April month uh, tester appraisals based on bug count. Uh, no, we 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 don't just uh, uh, have that appraisal meeting based on the number of bugs. We ba we base it on the uh, severity of the bugs, the priority of the bugs. No, still doesn't make sense. Uh, how many duplicates were avoided? What if the tester spent the whole time uh, trying to avoid duplicates with the fear of, oh, if I find X number of duplicates, my rating would go down by this number, right? Uh, rather than thinking of, okay, how do I cover, how do I increase my test coverage? Uh, so there's a big difference. Do you see a gold displacement happening because of this bug count? The point of having a testing team or one of the points of having a testing team is to uh, give me information about the product is to get the information about the product about the quality of the product now when you base your decision uh, only on a particular number uh, without the story behind it now everyone is thinking about that number right we all are humans um, so yeah so don't take decisions solely based on the bug count so what is the alternative whenever you are forced to take a decision remind the people remind the stakeholders it's something like uh, reification um, or like the ideas. Can you count ideas? Oh, I have three ideas. You have uh, six ideas. So are you uh, productive? Uh, is your productivity double uh, my productivity? You never know what those three ideas are, what those six ideas are. Can you have like one and a half idea? No, I don't know, right? So think on those lines. Um, I got two kisses. I got eight kisses from whom from I mean, when it differs, right? So you can't 
put a number to that without the story so the so to conclude on thought number 1 uh, take don't take decisions solely based on the bug count listen to the story and uh, the context and i'm just checking if there are any questions on this uh, there are no questions feel free to add questions uh, if it is related to that specific thought which i'm talking about um, we'll take it right away or we'll take it at the end slide number 5 uh, second thought and for those who have joined uh, recently the link to the ppt is, is at uh, bit.ly/tripletajwebinar okay back to the deck uh, slide number 5 thought 2 ideal dev to tester ratio yes so this was the this was a similar question to what justly asked and triggered this whole webinar concept um, so how many testers for a team of 3 developers do you have an answer how many testers for a team of 10 developers no answer right you can have an answer but don't make it an industry standard there's no industry standard that's the good thing and the bad thing maybe not necessarily bad mostly good uh, there's no industry standard in testing okay um, if you find any table like what i have given for this domain this should be the dev to qa ratio please don't believe that table that particular table if at all it existed if at all it exists is or could be for a specific project specific region specific product specific teams team specific um, skill set right you can't just pick uh, some process from some company and make it your own and say oh why did it fail for me just because amazon releases builds every x seconds uh, don't just go ahead and say okay i will also release your context might not even need that right things like that so i just put that table with the comments column saying there is no such industry standard do not believe such tables context is king queen minister everything i thought first context is king then the queens might feel bad so then i said context is king queen minister everything okay if you don't understand the context and if you pick a process i'm very sorry uh, there are high chances of you failing why i'm not saying that you will definitely fail i don't know about the context right so there is high chance of failing so understand the context in your context it, that ratio might be uh, a brilliant answer to a specific problem don't just impose it on others right Uh, and why this doesn't work there are many other variables at play as i told skill set who is involved uh, what kind of bugs do the developers give you what kind of skill set uh, do the develop uh, to the developers have what kind of skill set does the testing team have um, and when is the release what is the timeline tools support management the culture all those things play in, uh, come into play uh, in theory we might not read about those but then when you get into a actual project you will understand that all these other factors play an equally important role um and uh, slide number 6 is the image of two teams um can we say that those two teams are equal all you asked for 15 players or the probables for the world cup here it is one is for 99 world cup and one is for 2019 world cup um uh, are both the teams equal because you just said the numbers right so here is the answer both sets of players cannot be compared just because they have a common attribute that okay they play for india uh, they have a, they count the same right no uh, each one had their own skill set and they gelled differently in that particular team 99 team needed a robin sharma robin singh and uh, ajay jadeja as the fielders now we have so many fielders so many good fielders right uh, so things like that context varies don't just go on the numbers yes balaji says and specific to the velocity at which releases are made what is the timeline x number of days x number of weeks how many per day per week things like that right so going to the next uh, thought pass percentage so it is slightly related to thought number 
the bug count right or the decision based on the bug count we cannot release till we achieve 95% pass percentage um, it feels bad that i still see uh, testers talking about such statements or stating such statements uh, even today when i go to different uh, testing teams i meet the different testing teams at client locations their in-house teams and stuff like that i see okay we cannot release till we achieve 95% pass percentage what is that 5% fail what kind of issues do they consistently fail every build or the, the, that five is different every build right things like that some might say um, uh, those five percent are security issues so it is very critical without fixing them we cannot release fine uh, security issues what kind of security issues does your product really uh, deteriorate in terms of value to the customer based on those security issues uh, for example, uh, I've given, um, we have this category called best app design, best UX and things like that, right? Where an app gets awarded based on that category. So maybe in those kind of categories, security might not be important at all. It's just uh, how well you wow me with your app design. even be logging in or uh, not even sharing any information to the app but there are some security issues fine uh, those might not matter just because you found a bug doesn't mean it has to be fixed as Kim Kenner uh, says in the bug advocacy or in the testing computer software book the best tester is not the one who finds the most number of bugs the best tester is one who gets most number of bugs fixed right so don't have a number don't have an absolute number and uh, the critical point is never switch off your critical thinking just because it has been this way before you came to this team uh, just because this has been successful for x releases it doesn't guarantee you guarantee that it will succeed the next time as well right um, so please pay attention whenever someone says pass percentage um, the next slide I have put two images I came second in the running race oh fantastic great job great achievement how many runners three okay uh, in the second picture I came second in the running race oh on the marathon oh great second but uh, that person also came second in the race so you both must be you know uh, equally skilled that race was for three people this race for was like maybe more than a thousand people so there's a big difference right but then the pass percentage or uh, uh, the statement which i have told 30 percent of people did not complete the race right uh, so that 30 percent in the first context means maybe uh, two completed one did not complete 33 right things like that in the second uh, picture that 30 percent amounts to a huge number so that huge number is nowhere close to one from the first picture. But then uh, if you base your decision based on a single pass percentage or a fail percentage, this is what you'll get a big difference. Applying the same rule in two different contexts will give you might might not will might give you very varying results, which might shock you. So don't take any such thought as a standard uh, never switch off your critical thinking think think about your thinking uh, and then use only if it makes sense in your context okay hi shubham hi punit hello yokesh so any questions so far so we have covered uh, three topics i mean sorry three thoughts first is don't take decisions solely based on the bug count uh, what is the ideal dev to tester ratio then the pass percentage guiding your uh, decisions um, so any questions okay 
So we'll move on. So if you have any questions, uh, feel free to type it out in the comment. Okay, uh, thought number four, slide nine. Automation is superior to manual. You open Quora, Quora, you go to LinkedIn, uh, any community where, at least not in the test drive community, but any other community, you see this, hey, I have X number of years in the manual testing um, experience and I want to switch to automation. Uh, why? Because everyone is switching, because um, I might get a um, bigger raise, I might get a, a more salary, right? higher salary, big, big myths. In simple terms, all these are big myths. Neither, first of all, the classification between automation and ma manual is uh, debatable. Uh, and uh, both need smart thinking. You uh, both need to use tools and both have their own value, right? Uh, now we need to stop that differentiation manual versus automation. It's um, in one of the tri centers uh, blogs or in explore it book by Elizabeth Hendrickson. I read that uh, uh, testing is exploring, exploring plus checking. And what is the difference between testing and checking? Michael Bolton has written a wonderful posts. Um, so in simple terms, you need snipers to attack the enemy who can who will not shoot 100 bullets uh, per minute, who will shoot one or two. And at the same time, you need uh, those folks who can manage tanks, tankers, right, which can fire uh, you know, so many bullets or bombs and stuff like that. So you need both. Think of automation and functional or manual as complementary. Where automation is required, use automation. And even in automation, you need to think. You need to design your the entire approach first. You cannot just pick a tool and say, OK, I will automate right away. No. Uh, you will again fall into traps, multiple traps. You might automate the wrong thing. You might automate in a wrong way. The approach might be wrong. You might not think of scalability. Uh, if with 1000 entries, you might be able to automate in a particular approach. When that 1000 becomes 10,000 or a lakh, your approach would uh, fall flat on its face, right? Without proper thinking at the start, uh, without proper designing of a particular check, uh, automation might not give you enough value. You might design a brilliant solution, but then the execution of the scripts itself might take 48 hours, whereas uh, without any tools, you might finish it in like 14 hours, right? Things like that. So the next slide has a has two images. A fool with a tool is still a fool, right? So think on those lines. Uh, are you using a particular tool because you have been mandated to use that tool? Uh, that approach has a big difference compared to you have a problem to solve. You uh, surveyed multiple tools, tried out few tools, and then picked the best tool according to that context, or maybe uh, a combination of tools and some in-house scripting and things like that. Uh, right. And that is the other image which I was talking about. Checked plus explored is equal to tested. So I'm not against automation. In fact, uh, uh, the recent global testing retreat uh, call for papers, the, the deadline was on uh, Sunday. The conference happening in Pune, the deadline was on Sunday. Um, I and my team uh, used automation to submit those papers. Right. But the approach of, oh, this should be automated was thought out. Right. So that needs clear thinking, a clear thought process, um, an approach of how to solve problems, problem solving skills. Right. Use tools to complement your thinking and uh, definitely think before you 
uh, start an automation project, right? And you have uh, uh, mentors like Rahul Verma, uh, who will definitely uh, help you when you get when you when you are stuck in automation. And there is Ashok as well there, right? Um, good. Um, so there are a few questions. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah. So Balaji highlights the points about the check and the test. Sujit has a question. I have one query. Let's have two testers. Let's suppose we have two testers in a team. One tester is doing most UI UX bugs and gets max count of fix. At the same time, other testing is finding bugs, critical bugs. Who will get valued? Um, they'll get valued based on what was their mission. If the first person's um, expectation or if the team's expectation from tester one was, hey, tester one, go find all the UI UX bugs you can find. And that person has delivered that, great. That person has added value. Same goes to tester two. The tester two's work was also find functional bugs and they have found, they have added value. Now we are comparing like apples and oranges, right? Both are finding bugs, but one is finding apple, one is finding orange, who is important. They are, both of them are important. If you had asked someone to find UX bugs and they are finding functional bugs and not finding UX bugs, big problem, right? So it all depends on the question. The testing versus checking differentiation is one of the things we need to let go if you want to achieve the merging of thought you are suggesting. Uh, I'll think, I'll think and uh, reply to this. Uh, yeah, but then thanks for triggering. Okay. Um, slide number 11, thought number five. Technical is equal to ability to able to code. If I'm not able to code, then I'm not technical. At the same time, if I'm able to code, I'm technical. I'm more superior. No, I mean, coding is one attribute is what I would say. There are uh, people who script or yeah, there are people who script, but can't think through. They say, you give me what to code, what to automate, I will do it. But don't make me come up with those cases. Not appreciated, right? So same way, technical is not just the ability to code, but can it can be extended to a multiple of things. Um, so I'll tell you uh, this recent example, which I talked about submitting 107 papers to this conference using automation. I did not write a single line of code. Uh, but then the thought of using automation to do this and the way how you would do this, there I contributed some part, right? So this way you can come, you can contribute to highly technical stuff, uh, not necessarily by just coding, but by maybe asking the right questions, but by pinpointing the stuff which everyone is overlooking. Uh, at the same time, I'm not saying don't learn coding, I'm saying learn it. It is again a very powerful tool in your toolkit. It's like having a particular type of gun. Um, if you don't have it, yes, you cannot use that particular power, but the point is, it is not the only gun, right? It's not the only weapon. You can have other weapons too, other similarly powerful weapons. It's it's all come it all comes down to how you use those weapons, right? Um, so slide twelve images. If you can analyze logs, right? If you can, if someone has written a code to print out the logs. Uh, and if you can make sense out of the logs better than anyone else, good, you're contributing, you're adding value to the team. If you can investigate a particular bug, if you can replicate a hard to replicate bug very easily, right? You, you have the skills, you have the knack of you know, replicating any bug, any customer reported bug uh, within few minutes, whereas others might take hours or days. Good. You're adding value. That's also being technical in my opinion, right? 
so don't just restrict see, yourself to saying if i know coding i am technical if i don't know coding i am not technical no right um, so the question there can you identify what to automate when no one even pays attention to the time lost because something is not automated so that itself is uh, again a key skill nishan what if testers have zero coding knowledge um try learning and uh, meanwhile you can always try knowing so much about the systems involved that everyone you become the subject matter expert right and even the uh, folks who are uh, coding or automating uh, take your help in terms of what to automate what not to automate what which part of uh, to be automated when and things like that right uh, know about the system know so much about the customers that uh, you can predict their behavior to some extent uh no small small tools which might not do the end to end automation but uh, some simple stuff like comparing to uh, reference i mean one of them being a reference data and the other being a test data and you quickly add this tool compare that things like that uh, so i'll think and come up with more examples and reply to your comment how did you automate uh, paper submission can you elaborate uh, just curious um it was uh, they they needed a word document as an abstract <coughs> sorry and there was a town script booking form to submit a ticket uh, by attaching the abstract doc and the uh, photograph so we used excel and we filled up all the fields um, and then it the script um, read the excel file created the abstract dot doc and then we uh, filled up the form web form and then submitted and then took the booking id right and that is one of the talks uh, which we have submitted to the uh, conference hopefully it gets selected and uh, rahul verma says true uh, but i missed the thread okay coding is just one of the critical skills there are many more yes having said that coding opens many doors to these additional areas totally agree hi aksa aksa says uh, isn't understanding complete architecture of an app and knowing the origin of the bug a part of manual testing <coughs> do you think those who automate or those whose responsibility is to automate need not know all of this right so we are differentiating between this so oh, you should know this and you should do this so if we break that barrier uh, we'll do good is my opinion okay let's go to slide number 13 thought number 6 who earns more dev or qa you pick 100 testers and ask who earns more uh, i am somehow confident that more than 60 people would say dev earns more so why is that uh, why do you think uh, someone would earn more than you uh, simple things a role at the same time people try to generalize they pick few data a few sample or data points and then say this is how the industry works right there are many testers who get paid much more than their counterparts or the developments uh, developers in the team i should not have used the word counterparts maybe uh, and uh, and multiple factors determine a person's salary company budget the market situation projects in hand uh, what value is that person adding to the team what happens if that person is not there in the team Uh, will will the project still continue will there be a huge impact on the team on the deliverables based on those factors the salary is decided at the same time if the company budget is not there to pay a particular person's salary more than x or that person is the highest paid in that company but then uh, 
that salary is low compared to the industry standard, which again is not a standard, right? In this uh, industry reference data points, then you will say, oh, this person is again paid less compared to the developers, right? But then in that company, that person is paid the most, right? So who earns more dev or QA? Whoever adds more value earns more. It could be dev, it could be QA, it could be HR. It could be a product manager, it could be a salesperson, it could be a fresher in any of these roles, right? So always think, am I adding enough value? We all understand the word CTC. <coughs> Sorry, cost to the company. Now the next slide has the, uh, no, the phrase cost versus value. What is the cost the company is paying by having you versus what is the value you are adding to the company? So three things I put as images. The first one is uh, either be multi-skilled or be super good in at one skill, right? And you be so good that no one can ignore you. Okay. And the third one is, uh, I think it says imagination is more powerful than logic, which I agree. I mean, who would have thought that uh, paper submission can be automated, right? We were, we had become so lazy after Saturday and Sunday, the weekend where we submitted that even though we had an idea for a paper submission, we did not submit because we said, anyways, the script is there. We'll just run the script, right? Things like that. So who earns more simple answer who adds more value and provided the person who gets the value appreciates this value, right? Uh, a person X might be doing brilliant at their company, but there is no one to understand that value. Definitely that person might not be paid as per expectations, right? So you also need someone who understands that, okay, what value you are providing, right? So both uh, parties need to understand this. You need to understand what value you are expected to provide. Uh, exceed that and the other person also needs to understand what value is expected out of you and they should everyone should know at least the, the two parties should know when that value has been delivered and or exceeded right so there are three new comments <coughs> okay I mean, most of the manual testers think only UI or functional testing is the only thing they need to know. Yes, that's the problem, right? Uh, and that's why when they get paid less, uh, then they say, oh, testers get paid less, right? It is, if you add 5x value, you might get 5x. If you add 1x value, you'll get 1x, right? Okay, thought number seven, x will replace testing. So as I told, uh, I wanted to um, replace X with AI will replace testing. Then I realized uh, we have been doing this game of X will replace testing for a few years now. Uh, automation will replace testing. Okay. Uh, once automation is there, there are no testers required. Uh, then uh, we said Agile has come. Uh, in Agile, there's no tester role. Everyone is a tester. Everyone is a developer. Everyone is a, I don't, I don't know, X role. Everyone can do everything. Which actually, the Agile manifesto or the core members of the Agile uh, who follow or uh, preach this Agile methodology, don't tell that, right? But that's how the industry has built it. Agile means everyone should know everything. Uh, you should be a generalist. There's no role or there is no requirement of a specialist. So Agile uh, doesn't need testers. Then DevOps doesn't even talk about uh, testers. It's DevOps, right? I should know uh, the tools and I'm good, right? And then finally, now we are in that phase where AI and ML will replace testers. Raul Oma says, I think it's only X replacing testers. X has been enhancing testing all along. Yeah, that's the point in my next slide. 
<coughs> so with all of these, uh, if you notice the pattern, what we have done is uh, testing community is a brilliant community, is an intelligent community. Uh, they know how to adapt, right? So instead of going on absolute terms like will it replace, tell me yes or no, we should start asking the question, uh, yes, it will definitely replace some part. What is that part? What part of testing that we do today will be replaced by X? And to what extent? Right. Um, the question to be to ask is what will be replaced and how do I leverage X in testing? How do I use automation in testing? How do I use uh, uh, how do I take up the brilliant points in agile DevOps and apply it as uh, a tester? How do I test uh, uh, the AI systems? So what do I need to learn? Please give me a break. Uh, I'll just drink some water. Thank you. Right. So the question to ask is uh, what part of testing will be replaced and by how much and how can I use this new thing or the uh, the scary thing in testing? How can I become a better tester by using it? How do I complement? How do I use X to complement my testing? So if you see the next uh, slide, so I put uh, three links. One is automation, about automation. There's uh, a brilliant university called uh, Testing Automation. One second. It is uh, Test Automation U, Test Automation University. Then there are courses by Agile Testing Alliance on CP MLDS, MLDS standing for Machine Learning Data Science. <coughs> Sorry, and there are courses by Verity Software. Uh, I put the training calendar of Verity there. So instead of being afraid, uh, focus on the skills. So if you feel you are afraid because you think it will replace you, you are afraid because you don't know anything about that particular X. So it's a demon, right? So before the demon uh, attacks you know so much about the demon and then you will know that demon is actually a friend for you, right? Um, so take help of these links, these universities, these courses, these workshops, right? And then get skilled. You need not become a superstar in ML, AI or automation, right? Uh, know just enough to get that just enough value what you are expecting. If you want to get uh, extreme value, extreme benefits, you need to know extreme, right? So too much, uh, most of it, or you must be an expert in that field. If you want to know, okay, uh, just enough not to be afraid to explore more when required, no, just enough, right? So that is uh, my policy. Don't be afraid. <coughs> What is ML? ML is machine learning. Okay, we'll come back. I'll leave a few questions uh, for the end. And uh, the last thought for now, the thought number eight, multiple others combined into one. There is no future for testing. Uh, here is the link bit.ly slash AJ keynote. So um, I had given a talk saying the future of testing is here. Please go through that and then we'll discuss. Management listens only to developers. You start making sense when you talk. <coughs> Sorry.
you start making sense when you talk you start adding value you start understanding the whole system you start understanding the problem faced by the management you start understanding what is it that developers are contributing apart from code uh, which you are not able to contribute understand where you are lacking work on those skills understand how did other people solve similar problem in your company uh, understand uh, what is required from your role what is your mission deliver that exceed that uh, and then you come back and tell me if people don't listen to you right and sometimes even if you when you give your best and people are not listening to you maybe it's an indication that that's not the right place for you okay um, and if i learn this tool my life is set uh, learn how to learn that should help you in your lifetime that will uh, help you cross any uh, ex demon that scares you focus on uh, understanding how you learn not how the industry learns there's a big difference in that uh, <coughs> sorry testing is easy is what few people say maybe they have not explored much i'm not saying it is not fun i'm saying it is not easy there's a big difference between being easy and uh, being uh, fun right and i need to do this certification um, age old debate different context a person whom i know who opposed certification who tore down that book when that person was preparing for or reading about that certification tore down that book saying no this point is invalid this point is invalid now is recommending uh, to his own team members that certification so things change no, still he doesn't endorse that certification but he is recommending his team members to take it uh, for a specific reason so i need to do this certification replace those words need uh what happens if i do what happens if i don't do cost versus value versus risk some places you may not get a job without a certification you need to do it some places don't care if you have or you don't have that certification choice is left to you company is sponsoring someone else is sponsoring um will not ask you back go ahead do it if you uh, want if you uh, like doing it you like to learn you just want to know what is there in that certification go ahead and do it right so there's no don't there's no absolute question or answer here it all depends on you right there can always be i can talk for an hour on why certification is needed i can talk for the same hour why it is not needed right so it all depends on your context um and then um yeah slide 18 is about me so i had the delivery at uh, capital qa and if you need help in releasing top quality products services we can talk the website is testwithajay.com uh, you have my email id there and uh, the latest book is leanpub.com/50mistakes but if you go through the link which i have shared uh, you get it at $8 instead of the $15 which i'm uh, proposing people to pay for right and uh, the next two slides has all the credits for the images i've used so now let's quickly go through the questions <coughs> i'll take some time reading it okay uh, uday says less time people uh, have unrealistic expectations maybe so what do you do talk talk to them and uh, explain why you need x no x amount of time highlight what will you test when given an x amount of time they might not expect you to test all of it 
tester has only one or two days to test the entire feature. What is that entire feature? That understanding might be different compared to what you think entire feature and what they think, right? Uh, have an understanding of that and then negotiate, right? Uh, what is the future of AI and RPA in tester life? I don't know. Uh, what is the future? They will stay. You will stay. I will stay. Everyone will stay. As simple as that. Can you use that in your testing day-to-day -day projects? Yeah. If the projects demand that, yes. Uh, if you don't know, you may not be able to use. So learn it. Learn it. Uh, if it is useful, good. If it is not, at least you learn that, okay, that will not be useful. Right? But when it is needed, you uh, it might be too late for you to spend time learning it, right? Uh, yeah, thank you, Rahul, for the books. Sudamshu, hi, Ajay. So what does a QA manager as per designation or role should think of? <coughs> Associate software tester trainee software tester tell the VP of QA or whatever forget your roles just answer this one question what value people expect out of me what value am I delivering am I meeting am I exceeding the value that's it then then you can drill down and make your own uh, responsibilities, KRA, KPI, and stuff like that. Always add value. Whatever you do, add value to the company, add value to the team, add value to the project, add value to the client, add value to the customers, uh, the process, right? <coughs> bring sales, uh, bring, bring new clients, train testers, add value. That's it, right? Start with adding value and then you break down in terms of a specific role or responsibility. That's how I would approach. Okay, I think I have touched upon the other questions which have been uh, put there. Yes. So any other questions, your thoughts on uh, your thoughts on my thoughts of those eight topics? Uh, what could I have been done? I mean, what could I have done better? <coughs> Do you have such thoughts where you think uh, those are useless, which I've not touched upon? Uh, feel free to comment. And uh, this webinar is not the end of it. Uh, I'm available at yeah, Facebook. I'm available at uh, Gmail. Test with Ajay has the other links where I'm available at. So we can talk, we can discuss. Uh, we can meet in person, maybe if required. Right. So I think it's, uh, we have two more minutes left. So just to recap, the first was don't base your decision uh, solely on the uh, bug counts. The second was the ideal dev to tester ratio. Third was the pass percentage. Fourth was automation is superior to manual. Fifth, technical means the ability to code. Sixth, salary, who earns more? Four adds value, earns more. More value, earns more. Seven, X will replace testing. And eight is a combination of uh, multiple such thoughts. Thank you, Ajay. would like to ask one thing. What are the top three things you would recommend for a newbie in tester? Uh, 
a topic for a webinar. Uh, meanwhile, I'll come back after this, uh, take a break and then reply. Understand the context will help you in testing and everywhere. So this was a good takeaway. Thank you. Need to go beyond the book count. Thanks. How can a tester gain user perspective without any base of it? What do you mean by base of it? How can a tester gain user perspective without any base of it? Talk to support teams to understand who your users are. Get data from analytics. Uh, talk to developers. Actually, uh, in this current uh, age, we have a lot of data. We have very few people who can make sense out of it. So be one of those who can make sense out of it and then see how uh, you can understand that uh, you your users. No user would say no if you go and say, hey, uh, you know what? I'll add, uh, I'll help you. Uh, can you demonstrate how you use the app? Can you demonstrate uh, uh, what troubles you? No user would say, no, 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 I'll not tell you. Things like that. If the intention is genuine, if they get to know that you are actually there to help them, they'll give you more information. And again, as I told before, just before, there's a lot of data. Testers don't use it. Forget testers. Many people don't use it. Uh, don't know how to use it. Right? People say I need requirements. You give them requirement documents. That's it. It, just, it is just there. Right? Things like that. Yeah, Sharad says, uh, like your thought process and enthusiasm to start things. Thank you. We have a pending thing. Uh, we have to release it on April 28th. Without any introduction given to you. OK. How can a tester gain user perspective without any introduction given to you? Ask for it. Give reasons why you need that. How you can add value by getting that information give a uh, demonstration give a pilot uh, value add right things like that and uh, talk talk with the right set of people uh, ask help when needed don't hesitate to ask help you need not be an expert uh, if you can get things done and to get things done you need not know it you should just know where to get it when you need it right and there is an excellent article by John Buck called The Experts Game. Um, I will paste that link here uh, maybe in a day or two. Right. So there's one more comment. I would have, <laughs> I have not forgotten, Sharath. Uh, we have promised to Mayesh, or at least we have promised to ourselves we should release it. Uh, and once again, um, thanks a lot to everyone, each one of you, for attending it, for your comments, for your active participation. Thank you so much. And uh, enjoy the upcoming days in this week or the, in this month. Right? Have a great year uh, and hope to meet you in the next X could be a webinar, it could be a workshop, whatever. Thank you. Uh, oh, there are. OK, Balaji is replying to WhatsApp. Good. Uh, there's one more. OK, good. OK, uh, so I'll wait for 30 more seconds. Uh, if there are no questions, we'll stop. So this is a learning for me. Um, I need to have a small mint-like thing in my mouth. Uh, or maybe it's the summer effect. Yeah, good point by Balaji. You can make assumptions. Uh, no mistake in that, no problem. Just that state those assumptions. Uh, one small tip, don't just tell what you have tested. Also tell what you have not tested so that people are aware uh, and people don't assume that you have tested it, but there are no bugs. That's why you have not reported about that, right? So don't just stop at 
what you have done also tell what you have not done and uh, why you have not done the reasons could be varied uh, a you don't have the skills uh, there is no time uh, there is no tools whatever what muddy yeah good 10 9 8 7.5 6.75 5.25 4 3 2 1.75 no questions thank you so much um, good night thank you